Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is April 27th, 2020, Monday morning. We are starting up another fun week on the Get Home Safe podcast. Looking forward to the many guests we have. We have a new guest every day, wide range of perspectives uh, from, from everyone who's, who's jumping on the program. I'll run down the guest list, if you will, here in a minute. But uh, first, just wanted to talk about the weekend. I, I really enjoyed having the NFL draft available to us on Friday night and, and also Saturday morning. I'm a football junkie, as I mentioned, on Friday, and I was sitting there and watched almost every pick and uh, listening to the, the members of the media. It, they, <laughs> you know what, they, they're, they're wrong quite a bit, especially in the sports media, and it's fun to see their projections and then see guys maybe overachieve or underachieve. Uh, so that's kind of the fun thing for me to look at the NFL draft. And again, it was, it's really the only sporting event we had on. Uh, you, you can say what you want about, uh, you know, other things, but sorry, the, the NFL draft, uh, it, it gained a lot of viewers and people were curious to see how it was going to work in, in the quarantine, if you will. So I think it was a success. It's a lot of football talk, as I mentioned, just random talks and sometimes uh, overkill, but you know, I, I enjoyed every second of it and was, uh, glued to the TV for most of it on all three days. I went out and did a little shopping and, and such as well. Got some groceries. Didn't really do a whole lot. Sat around kind of like uh, every other day, except didn't have the podcast to work on. So it was nice having a little break, but I'm looking forward to getting back at it this week with all of our guests. Everything that's going on, you know, it's starting to warm up here in Southern California. Uh, hopefully that's a good thing as far as the virus goes. And, you know, I, I made a comment on Facebook on Friday, I think it was, you know, hey, I don't speak media. Basically, I mean, you know, I think the media, wherever you, you sit on things, they, they, it just seems like there's always this doomsday scenario and things are getting twisted one way or another. I try to stay out of all this. Just, you know, hey, tell me when it's time to go back to work. That's how I feel. So, uh, and then a friend of mine teased me. He said, well, aren't you doing a podcast? And I was like, yeah, okay, touche. You got me there. But I don't consider myself a member of the media. I appreciate all the support you guys give. Uh, I appreciate the listenership. Uh, I don't consider myself a member of the media. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am in some way, but I I definitely don't feel that way. So uh, I'm just talking to friends, spewing out some random thoughts here uh, in, in various subjects. And with this whole quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, it's just an opportunity for me to to uh, express kind of what's going on in my head and, and also reach out to some, some friends as, as we've talked about a lot. It's an opportunity that I'm trying to take advantage of in a, in a tough, tough time, tough situation, trying to make the most of it. So that's all. Uh, as always, guys, you can listen to the Get Home Safe podcast in many ways. The best way is the Anchor app. It's free app to download. You can add us as a favorite by clicking uh, the star next to our uh, title, Get Home Safe. You can listen to full content on the Anchor app with all the music and such we put in before and after and in between guests. There's other ways to listen to the podcast, but that is the best way to get the full content on the Anchor app. You can follow our app with episodes, uh, follow our, our uh, podcast, I should say, on, and all the episodes we put out 
There's many avenues. The Facebook and Instagram is Get Home Safe Podcast. You can follow us there. Our email address is also gethomesafepodcast at yahoo.com for any questions or content uh, you want to talk about. And our Twitter handle is a little different. Get Home Safe Pod is our handle there. So thank you to everyone who retweets and forwards our episode details along the way. We're trying to provide as much uh, information and opportunities with our our upcoming guests and shows as much as possible. So thanks for bearing with us and, and being with us as we grow the show itself. Uh, today's guest is Landon Goodwell, a former college football player. He played at Rio Hondo Prep. I was a teammate of his for a couple years, and then he went on to the University of Texas at El Paso, also known as UTEP, played in Conference USA. He's going to tell us all about those experiences as well as his experiences in football growing up. He's currently doing some great work in the Phoenix area, uh, working with kids and some social work. He'll tell you all about that. Really looking forward to the interview with him. Additionally, this week we have a full slate of guests ahead. Tuesday we'll have Chris Albaugh. He's a public address announcer for Rancho Cucamonga Quakes as well as Cal State Fullerton Baseball. He'll tell us about all the experiences he's had working as a public address announcer. He has experience with the Raiders, with the Clippers, the Dodgers, the Angels. He'll, he's got plenty of stories and, and an outlook from, uh, from what his experiences were. Should be a lot of fun. Wednesday can only mean one thing. That is Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The former police officer, retired police officer, will uh, give us his random thoughts and strong opinions. Love him or hate him, he's here every Wednesday, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Thursday, we're joined by Jason Hike. He is a former college football official. He worked uh, with me up the ranks. We kind of went up up together into junior college and then NCAA Division Three. We worked a Division One AA game together in, in San Diego one time. So it'll be a lot of fun talking to him about football officiating and, and also what he's doing now. He's doing some great work in the Hollywood area working with men's recovery. Uh, neither Jason and I do football right now, but we both talk along uh, towards the end about maybe getting back into it together. So we'll see where that conversation goes on Thursday. Friday, we're joined by Christopher Gonzalez. He is a former minor league baseball umpire, got to AAA. He now works college baseball. He is a partner of mine in the California League back in 2012. He's currently works in tech sales up in the San Jose area, but it'll be fun to talk to him about baseball and umpiring, especially he and I, some of our stories and coming up together through the minor leagues after starting at the same year in 2009 and then eventually getting to work together in 2012. He'll tell us about transitioning into college baseball and that'll just be a fun way to take us around third and get us home safe for the weekend on Friday. Should be a lot of fun. I look forward to each and every guest we're going to have, but I'm really looking forward to getting to this interview with Landon Goodwill today. So without any more uh, outline of the week ahead, let's get right to it. Landon Goodwill will kick off Monday morning for us here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Here is Landon Goodwill. Okay, we are joined today by a former college football player, also was a teammate of mine in high school for a couple of years, but has gone on to do great things in his career. We are joined by Landon Goodwill. How are you doing, Landon? Doing great, Hurston. How are you doing, man? It's good to hear from you. Oh, you as well, my friend. You as well. Uh, 
we'll get into uh, some of the old playing days and, and some uh, maybe some war stories you have and a couple different things. But first of all, uh, you're, you're doing work these days as a social worker for group home, a group home, right? So what can you tell me about uh, that career path? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's something I got into, um, obviously, stemming from my days in Care Youth League, you know, always working with kids. I um, started out working right after I got out of college, um, got into working in a group home, just um, kind of just on a whim and was really random. But, you know, I heard it was working with kids. Um, so I jumped in, had nothing to do with my uh, degree. You know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, was a communications <laughs> major, but um, not too much just hanging out with kids in that field. So, you know, got into the group home situation, uh, worked there for a couple years out in Fontana, California. And then I um, ended up getting a career opportunity in Phoenix, Arizona with um, the Department of Child Welfare here, which is uh, the equivalent to Child and Family Services in California. So I was an investigator for a Child Protective Services unit um, here in Arizona for about three years. And uh, then I moved on to actually working in a Native American community, which is the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. So it's a federally recognized tribe here in Arizona. And got in with their tribal government and, you know, just been doing really well there. I love it. The people are great. Um, I started doing CPS there and then I actually moved into the group home situation um, about a year ago now. So I'm in a supervisor role, supervising the group homes. We have like six group homes in the community that I work for. And, you know, I love it. It's the best thing in the world. Get to check in on kids, work with families, you know, really just building up the uh, whole healthy families, safe families situation. So it's right up my alley and um, I can't see myself doing anything else. Wow, Landon, that's, that's powerful stuff. And, and, you know, I couldn't be happier for you as a, as a friend and a, and a colleague. And I could tell you as a fellow communications major, you know, you, you, it sounds <laughs> fancy, but it kind of is just yeah. a broad, uh, it's, yeah, what, it's, what can I do? <laughs> it's yeah. very broad oh, and it's yeah. very, uh, <laughs> You know, the guys you see on TV doing it every day are not the ones that were actually majoring in that community, in that field. You know, those are the guys that played the game and just have (laughs) good with words. But there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I didn't realize at the time, you know, but, Uh you know, hey, (laughs) life's a journey. You know, you just got to get to where you're going. (laughs) Yeah, no, that piece of paper I have uh, says I graduated as as yours does. Exactly. That's all that matters. (laughs) Exactly. That's some. Uh, that's some great stuff with with the work you do. Um, it's definitely a unique uh, a path to take as far as just just being a, a helping person. You've always had that attitude. Uh, even even I'm sure you know wasn't just care youth league. Just you know your upbringing. You've always been a kind, giving person, and, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, you know, I appreciate but, but, that. Yeah, but that was just. So it seems like what you're doing suits you really well. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly really think I found, you know, what I want to do and where I'm where I'm going to my career is going to lead me. I don't know if I'll be with group home situations forever, but, you know, I always see myself in this human services, social work field. Um, it really it really is a testament to, you know, just the way I was brought up, um, you know, um, being brought up by a single mother. She did anything she could for anybody. And I just really, um, you know, kind of gravitated towards that same mentality and just, um, I'm the same way, you know, I, if anybody knows my mom and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, you know, former KYL, current RHP coaches, stuff like that. And they, they know my mom well, and that's the same mentality that I have is that, you know, what I learned from her, just, you know, always be a helper, 
always look out for other people. Make sure, you know, if you're doing well, you can always help somebody else do just as well. She's an amazing woman. Uh, she was very supportive of, of you as we were playing together and supportive of us in general. And, and every time you see her, she has a tremendous smile on her face. She's very outgoing and uh, just just very, very nice. So a big hello to her. Um, Landon, let's talk about football because uh, football was definitely something you excelled in. It started at a young age and we were talking kind of before we started recording, you know, you, you started in fifth grade, which isn't really that late for uh, your average kids. But for most kids uh, who, of like us who went through the care youth league program, most of us started at like first grade. So you weren't really behind with the general public, but you did kind of get a later start as far as uh, mo- as far as care youth league goes. But what were your days like playing? Uh, starting out uh, playing tackle football at fifth in fifth grade. Oh man, that's yeah. You you're taking me back there, but um, yeah, I did I did <laughs> definitely get a late start, you know, and um, you know, for what Care Youth League is, considers, you know, um, the normal starting age. You know, I started in fifth grade and knew nothing about KYL, knew nothing about sports. I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, like I said earlier, growing up with a single mom, she. She watched football, but she couldn't tell me anything that was going on. You know, we're not sitting there dissecting plays. And uh, I actually spent a summer in Atlanta with my dad and my brother. My brother was a huge football player. Um, You know, he had been playing forever um, out in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And after the summer, I just came home and I was like, Mom, I want to play football. And she was like, really? (laughs) So, like, yeah, like, I want to play. Let's Can we sign up? And she's like, sure. Like, who do you want to play for? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what team is there? So, um, actually, it's a funny story. Um, Another guy, two other guys that I lived on my block um, by the names of Brandon Bennett and Jonathan Cornell, we were all really good friends, lived on the same in the same neighborhood in Azusa. And um, Brandon actually wanted to play football, too, all of a sudden. Like, it just – we didn't talk about it. We just both decided we wanted to play at the same time. And his mother um, had – or his family actually lived in DeWarty, and they had some of his cousins already in Care Youth League at the time. So they had mentioned to her, like, hey, they have a, you know, a field over there in your area, too. So – which was Wingate at the time. I guess it's Kayla Russell now or something. I don't know. But it's Wingate to me, you know. So um, Mm – what did you say yeah always always yeah, Wingate Park. <laughs> you know Wingate Park so uh yeah so him his mom and my mom talked and they were like yeah let's go check it out so I was asking her I'm like yeah what like who are like where is it what do they do and she was like well it's a football it's a league they have all kinds of sports but they're playing football right now and they also do like um like weekly like church type things like where they talk about like God and they have meetings and I'm like huh like, what are you talking about? She's like, I thought we were just playing football. And she's like, no, it's, it's, it's a whole program. So I'm like, uh, okay, like whatever like, they, they play football. She's like, yeah, it's tackle and everything. So, uh, you know, fast forwarding to my first game, me and Brandon show up and neither one of us ever played before. We didn't know what we were doing. We went shopping together with our moms and like, they didn't know what they were getting. <laughs> we, me and Brandon show up to the game and we're just like in like crew socks with like tennis shoes and uh, we didn't even know, like, we needed knee pads. We just had thigh pads on. And, you know, just, like, the cheapest helmet that was on sale at the time. It was just, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We just went and got whatever the guy at Sports Authority said to grab. So um, <laughs> so the first game, as you, you could probably already tell, it was not great. And, uh, you know, my first coach was Rick Johnson, actually. 
uh, great guy, mm-hmm. amazing coach. Really got really got me bought into the program after a while. But uh, he can attest to like I was terrible. I it wasn't even. I don't even know why I was on the field for the first couple of years, but um, no, he stuck with me. He taught me the game. He taught me different, you know, played basketball, baseball, a little bit of soccer, ran track, you know, and he just really worked with me and Brandon. And later on, Jonathan Cornell jumped in and, you know, we just, we all, all three of us stuck together until we got to um, high school. Well, it's a crazy story, Landon, when you think about it. I mean, you three guys are kind of hanging out on the same block, same area. Not only did all three of you guys, play in care youth league um you went your different paths maybe in high school and such but all three of you guys played division one college football brandon uh, bennett went to ucla yep. cornell played at old miss and yourself played at the university of texas el paso also known as utep yep. so it's really cool especially <laughs> to hear where it all began and how maybe your first game or, or season wasn't that that exciting <laughs> but it, you know you stuck with it and all three of you guys became stars. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny. That I, you know, I'm, I can't remember the last time I, like, told somebody the story, you know, just sitting back talking with you. And it made me think, like, you know, we we really didn't know what we were doing, but we definitely caught on. And it just, you know, it's it goes out to, you know, the younger generation, like, stick with what you like and, you know, don't give up because you're not good at it at first because things change. You know, I really started to, you know, notice – that our athleticism was kind of kicking in around like eighth grade and you know like we said before some people maybe earlier you know a lot of kids started a lot younger than we did but uh, around fifth grade it took us a few years to really know that we were doing something that you know could eventually you know control our lives and take us places we never thought we'd go well, I'll, you know, I'll say this. Uh, size definitely helps. And all three of you guys were pretty big guys. You're blessed with that. And but but it also took a lot of hard work. So it wasn't just, you know, three guys that are, that are you know, bigger than everyone going out there and dominate. You know, it, it took a lot of hard work absolutely. For you guys to get to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, you know, um, those guys played at a lot bigger school than I did. You know, they to, um, Bishop Vermont together. And, um, you know, that's a it's a big pond. You know what I mean? That's a, that's, that's some guys come out of there. So, you know, they really went there and put in work, you know, me staying at Rio Hondo. I feel like I just kind of, uh, I don't really know how I want to put it. I just kind of, you know, I gravitated towards that whole system. And I never wanted to not be a part of it. It was just, I don't know. It was amazing. Like seeing you got the older guys, you're what, two years older than me. And I feel like, you know, watching you guys play and the guys above you watching like the Ryan press guys back in the day and Jacob Blake, you know, it just really made me want to buy into that system. And, you know, I was a bigger guy. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's, you play a little different football at Rio Hondo prep, you know, it's, it's not like everywhere mm-hmm. else you play, you play two and our strengths were heart, you know, it was heart. It was, you know, mm-hmm. di- getting gritty, you know, hitting hard, no matter what, no matter who you're going against. So it was, it's a different level of play over at Rio Hondo. And um, I think anybody that watches a game can see the difference. Sure thing. And, and Landon, you know, uh, you're, you're a pretty humble guy. You, you have, de- you were definitely one of the best athletes uh, Rio's ever seen. Uh, you know, there's been a ton of great athletes go through care youth league, but don't necessarily go to real Hondo prep. So, you know, they, they go on for to other schools like your buddies did for, for any reason. So there was never a thought in your mind of maybe going somewhere else. You just mentioned you loved Rio, but I mean, was there ever any, like, you know what, I wonder if, 
if my talent uh, would, would benefit somewhere else? There was, there was never any thought like that. Um, you know, I got to be honest with you. Um, I ran into a little bit of a rough patch my junior year at Rio. Um, you know, got into, you know, did some stuff I shouldn't have been doing, you know, standard wise and, um, you know, kind of got set out for two games. And I don't know what was going on with me my junior year. I never, you, call, you said I was a humble guy and I was, I still feel that way. I'm a very humble guy, but it was a state when I went through this little stage, I was like, how are they going to bench me? Like, come on, like everything I've done for this team, you know, and, yeah. you know, just made me think. And I had a lot of time to think because I was sitting out for a couple of weeks. But um, I did. I'm not going to lie. I honestly, you know, considered calling. I did call. I called my, my friend and then we were still really good friends, him and Jonathan. And I was like, hey, man, I think I might, you know, try to make this move over to Amont. I was like, I'm, you know, I don't think this is right. What I'm, what's going on? And uh, he was like, oh, man, you know, I'll talk to my coach. Let me know. I was I was pretty close, but um, I want to talk to Carson and just kind of let him know how I was feeling, talk to Mark a little bit. And I was like, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, right or what's going on. And it was just very, like, they didn't say not to do it. They didn't say to stay. They didn't say to leave. They, they were just kind of like, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but, you know, is that really what you want? And just that simple, is that really what you want question had me sit back and I was like, no. I love Rio Hondo prep. I, I love this place. I'm the one that messed up. I don't know why I'm acting like, you know, everyone, it's everyone else's fault here. I'm the one that screwed up. I'm the one that, you know, I need to take my, my lumps and keep on moving. And, uh, you know, I did, I, I humbled myself. I sat down, I really considered it. And I was like, I don't see myself going anywhere else. Um, I love the school. I love the attitude. I mean, not the attitude. I love the, the environment. And I love, you know, what we have going. And these are my guys, like this team, these are my guys. So, um, you know, I just really kind of slapped myself in the face. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not leaving. This is, this is where you need to be. And uh, it paid off, man, you know, because, you know, in, along with like, you know, I got in trouble and I thought I was, thought I was better than I was or whatever. But it also, you like, it made me think like, you know, if I do leave, I have probably have a better chance of playing in college and, you know, playing at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And can I really play with those guys? Like, I need to go over there and show what I can do. But then I was like, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll happen no matter where I am, you know. So I stayed. I, uh, you know, got back on my grind and figured it out and got my, you know, my head back right and realized that I was in the right place and and never looked back since then. Landon, let's touch on that a little bit more because in today's age – there are kids that transfer all the time. It seems yeah. I've, I've heard of kids playing at four different high schools in four different years. It guys <laughs> are always looking and moving around trying to find something better. And, and, and you touched on it right there. If, if you're a good player, if you play good ball, they're going to find you no matter where, where you're at. Yeah. And I don't know why more people think they got to go to, to bigger ponds. And if they do, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing wrong with just sticking in your community or sticking yeah. at a place that you grew up. And why do you think more and more people chase it uh, at other parts of the country? You know, um, I think about that all the time, honestly, just like hearing about guys, like you said, moving around. And honestly, I don't think it's the players at this point. I honestly think there's a lot of influence from parents. Um, you know, I kind of sp spoke on it earlier about how my mom was just very, you know, she was all about like, what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And she would back me up in any decision I made or help me make the better decision. But, um, you know, I think there's guys that are getting wrapped up in their own media, right? You know, getting wrapped up in their own hype and thinking that they're supposed to be 
you know, the starting quarterback at this place and as a freshman, but there's a senior who's been killing it for three, four years, you know, and they'll say, all right, well, I'm leaving because you guys don't know how to, you know, um, how do I want to put it? You guys don't know how to use me for my skill, whatever you want to say. You know, it's, I think it's a parent thing. I think it's a mentality issue. I think it's, you know, me, me, me type stuff. And I, I honestly just, I think that if you really want to do something, then your number one, the first thing you need to think about is your loyalty to that, to that team, to the devotion that you're going to bring to, you know, the work ethic, the, you know, the, whatever it's going to take to get you to that level. You know, you can do that anywhere. You know, you can't teach speed. You can't teach um, loyalty. You can't teach these, these intangibles that come along with becoming a great player. And um, I think you can learn that anywhere. And real Hondo prep place for me to learn that and I didn't just learn it on the football field I learned it you know off the field talking with mentors talking with coaches there's so many people at that school that keep you you know um in line and keep you going towards your goal that may not have nothing to do with the football field it's just you know it's a testament to that place and how how they really want um young men and young women to prosper in life even if it's not sports related yeah, and on this podcast, Landon, we've had a lot of people and guests from Real Hondo Prep, but that's honestly just a lot of people that I knew in my background, and they've gone on to to live their life and have career paths such as yourself. So it's fun to to talk to them about what they're doing, especially in this kind of quarantine time yeah, we're in. Yeah. But it's also you know, it's, it's fun to talk about you know some of the <laughs> some of the good old times. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who are, who are maybe tired of hearing that stuff, but you know what? We got the microphone and, and we can talk about what we want. Yeah, so you know, we absolutely can, <laughs> Matt. That's <laughs> that's the way I live my life. You know, we're gonna do things the way we want to do them, and if you like it, you know, hang out. <laughs> yeah, and you touched on it. You were a sophomore when I was a senior, yeah. and you know, you were the biggest kid in the school, <laughs> and so you you played varsity with us, and uh, it, it was a pleasure, man. It was fun. You know, it, we were on our last year, just trying to soak it all up and and you really make a, make a good push in, in all sports, but especially football. Yeah. You know, we went a left man as, as a senior year and you're a, you're a vital part of that. I can still remember. I still think your mom's faster than you because I remember uh, you breaking a long run against Polly and she was running along the fence line with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she beat she you. Probably a better sure. endurance than me as well. You know, every time I got in the end zone, I had to take a <laughs> knee for a second and she'd be right there cheering. <laughs> so uh, she's, she's an impressive, uh, she's a specimen, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, your endurance got a lot better later on as you moved in your senior year and everything, but that was a fun, fun time, yeah. man. My senior year playing with you. You're a talented guy, and and uh, you know we 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 played the same position on defense, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I was I, I was kind of a character out there. I know. Oh man, uh, Matt, <laughs> you put up with me. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. I have to tell your listeners <laughs> one of the funniest stories oh. of being on the field with you. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Oh man, so I'm scared. This, this is either freshman or sophomore year. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if you want to touch on, you know, um, the position we played. We were both middle linebackers in the defense ran. So um, Gary Lunny, rest in peace, you know, um, our yes, former – he wasn't our defensive coordinator at the time. He was just kind of like – he had already kind of stepped away from the field, but he was still 
drawing up all of our defense. Yeah, like a consultant. consultant. Okay. So uh, yeah. yeah, he um, nicknamed us, um, you know, in the perfect fashion, Malcolm and Mike, um, linebackers. So <laughs> obviously, Ma- or X. Oh, oh Malcolm X. Yeah, so it was X and Y. <laughs> <laughs> I my 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 uh, yeah I came up with Malcolm because you were X and I was okay, my okay. I thought it was him oh yeah, yeah. oh man that shows how long ago this was but anyway <laughs> so anyway you of oh, course like, you were the quarterback but on defense you were you know the main middle linebacker so <laughs> you would call the defenses and I don't know what happened to this play you come in and you're like you're so hyped I don't know what's going it was we were down, we were tied, like three seconds left. I don't know what it was, but you were so hyped, just like out of control. <laughs> and, you know, I got to give you props, Matt. You are very, um, you're, you enunciate well now, you project well, you, you know, you're very well spoken. <laughs> that wasn't the case in this time. <laughs> so you come into the huddle, like you just see it in your eyes that you're just on another level. And all I, I'm like, what? Like, I look at one of the, I look at Jordan Ross, who was our strong safety. I'm like, Jordan, what did he just call? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, Matt, what did you say? He's like, nah, hit somebody, blasted. You <laughs> 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 didn't even know what to call. We didn't even run a play that deep. <laughs> we literally we probably just scored hit on somebody, play, blasted. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody on the defense, nobody asked any yeah. questions. Nobody said anything to you. We're just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, so much emotion yeah. on the field playing. Time. <laughs> I was a little, yeah, wild at time. <laughs> hey, every every team needs one, and you were all. We always had you to make sure we were <laughs> we were on point. You know, had the right emotion coming in. <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, well. <laughs> oh, we will talk about me. We'll talk about yeah. uh, you. Had an incredible senior year. Uh, uh, you played uh, with my brother. Was yep. an offensive lineman on on your team when you were a senior, and you played with a lot of great guys. And but but you excelled tremendously your senior year. You guys got to the finals, fell a little short, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And then, Landon, just just talk to me about what it was like transitioning. Uh, into college football uh, because you, you probably had maybe a couple different offers or what what eventually made you settle on going to UTEP? Oh, that's ooh. so. I let's start. Where do I want to start with this story? Um, so senior year, yeah, I was having a well. It mainly came off of my junior season. Um, had a pretty decent junior season. Started getting a lot of offers. Started getting a lot of interest. Not offers. I'm sorry. Started getting a lot of interest from uh, the Pac-10. Um, I'll never forget the first letter I ever got was from uh, Washington State, and I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I got <laughs> Mark Carson. We had like an academy meeting that day, and uh, Mark Carson brings me the letter, and he's like, he did it in front of like the whole school, which was all what sixty of us, and uh, he's like, he's like, hey, Landon, you got a um, a letter from a college from Washington State about football, and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, there, it's a recruitment letter. So like I don't know why, but like I went to the like there was a water fountain right up the um, right outside the room when we were leaving the academy mm-hmm. meeting. So I stopped at the water fountain and I'm kind of looking at this letter like what is this? And I look up and like literally there's like probably like 35 people standing around me like what is what, do you, what, what what's going on? So I opened I was like they're letting me know that they were looking at me for football and up to this point I honestly hadn't even thought twice about playing in college. 
reality. Um, yeah, oh, really? you know, don't get me wrong. I want it to, but coming from Rio Hondo, I didn't know, you know, I didn't see that happening and, you know, it had never happened before. So, um, I just didn't really think about it, you know? So when I got that letter, I opened it up and it was the most generic letter you'll ever see in your life. It wasn't even it wasn't, it was, like the signature <laughs> on it was just printed on. Like, it was like, Hey, we have a football team in Washington state. Like, and we, we heard about you. Like, that's pretty much all it said. So, you know, but for me, you know, coming from a small school, not really knowing what's going on, I, you know, I was like, wow, this might be something I can really do. So um, I ended up um, reaching out to um, a former Real Hondo guy who I didn't know that kind of like, you know, wanted to do the football thing, uh, Paul Hampton. And kind of just asked him, I was like, hey, man, I got this letter today. Have you ever got anything? And he's like, yeah, I got a couple, man. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying seeing what's or, or I tried and saw where it went didn't really go anywhere for me it's like but you should start looking at some camps and I was like what like what do you mean camps and he was telling me that he went to the um, Nike combine and when he was in high school so I you know I was like oh well you know, I'd love to do something like that how would I go about it and he he just happened to have like a connection where he got me in my junior year so I um I went up there not really knowing what to expect you know he kind of gave me couple drills they might tell me to do some bench press stuff like that and um but still didn't really know what I was doing but I was like let's do it like I talked to Mark Carson he uh he really supported me on it he was like yeah man you really should should do it so I um I go to the camp and uh had a pretty good showing um as a junior you know I um uh, I was the smallest I mean I was from the smallest school there didn't really know what was going on all these guys looked like they had been you know really working towards this so I get out there, you know, I run my 40, you know, I ran, I don't remember something, four, six ish, four, something, something decent. So I get out there, I do it and, you know, had a good showing. And um, I ended up making like, they had like this um, little newsletter type thing that they put out after the camp, just kind of letting you know the highlights of the camp. And um, I actually made the list. I was in there and like Real Hondo Prep, um, Landon Goodwill, whatever. Da, 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 da. So, you know, that really made me think like, man, there was like hundreds of kids there and, there's only like 15 of us in this letter, like whether they sent out to colleges. So I was like, maybe this is really something I need to look into. And from that point on, man, I just, you know, I put everything I had into it, started making tapes, started work. Mark started helping me out a lot, went to a few more camps. And, um, you know, fast forward to the end of my senior year when um, I haven't made my decision. And I got and um, I went on three trips, three official trips. Um, the smallest school I went to was Idaho State. I can't even tell you where that was in Idaho. I don't even remember. It was a little <laughs> D1AA or whatever. And then I went to the University of Oregon and I went to UTEP. Um, Oregon, obviously, was my first choice at the time. So I get out to Oregon. Um, you know, I'm playing. You know, their first class service in Oregon, man. They're waiting. They pick me up in a car from my house, first of all. Like, drive me to the airport get out of the airport private car to the to Oregon you know uh get out the running backs coach is there waiting for me because I was actually being recruited as a fullback there so like and this guy's in like a full-blown three-piece suit just you know looking sharp I'm like man this is this is crazy this is how this is so he's um so he grabs <laughs> me and we're walking over to um the field house from the parking lot and this random, like, you know, I don't even know, just like some random, I don't know if he's a booster, a student, whatever, just some guy. Coach Campbell uh, heard of, heard the great news. And I'm like, what? Like, this guy knows who I am. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I signed Jonathan Stewart. 
great job, coach. Great job. And I'm like, Jonathan Stewart. Like, what's, what? Okay, whatever. Like, I've heard of that guy, but I don't think this has anything to do with me, right? So they, they still, they keep me there for the whole weekend. I have a great time. Um, and then Sunday, I go talk to the coach, and he's like, you know, Landon, uh, I don't know if this is going to work out. You know, I appreciate you coming out, but we decided to go a different direction. So I'm like, well, okay, well, you know, thanks for having me, coach. I appreciate it. You know, I just get back on the plane a little confused. And the next day on ESPN, I hear player in the north pacific region is signed to <laughs> university of oregon <laughs> so um obviously i didn't go to oregon and uh <laughs> i ended up taking a trip to utep and honestly it was the best thing that ever happened to me man it was it was amazing it was a good time for utep just made their um second bowl in a row and i can't even remember how long it had been before that that they had went to a bowl game um mike price was there coaching he had just um, left um, Alabama on some unfortunate circumstances, but fortunate for city of El Paso. So um, yeah. So I went and played for Mike Price for, for four years and, you know, I met some of my best friends to this day and it was, it was honestly the best choice for me. And I'm, you know, very happy in my life while I was there and, you know, have a beautiful son and it was, it was a great experience. All right. Well, I have a few more, uh, I have a few more, college questions for you but since you brought up uh, your wife jasmine uh yeah she didn't go to utep though is that correct wasn't she at your rival yeah man i crossed enemy lines to find her um (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, she went to uh, new mexico state was our crosstown rival in um, las cruces new mexico and she was an act she was an Mm -hmm. aggie she was born and raised in aggie she yeah she her whole family yeah it was her dad is actually you know funny story her dad is actually in the New Mexico basketball hall of fame for being one of the best players ever at the university of New Mexico. Um, I'm sorry, the university of New Mexico state. So <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> careful. Yeah. <laughs> that mistake. <laughs> but yeah. So it's just, yeah, she's a full blown Aggie and uh, me, just some, some guy in El Paso, Texas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she, she ended up with a minor. Um, that, that's funny. Do you guys, I mean, it's, Wow, but do you guys watch that game uh, ever uh, together? The, I mean, you guys, it's a long time since college, but you guys ever get together and or to, uh, sit down and watch that football now. game? Um, <laughs> no, those times are gone. Um, she did. She came and watched. Sure. Um, we actually started dating my senior year, so I had one game where we played at New Mexico State when we were actually in a relationship, and that mm-hmm. was the game I actually. Um, messed my knee up and only played maybe two series, two or three series, and uh, got injured and sat out about three games after that. So she never really saw me play New Mexico State, so we don't really have too much film to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just was referring to like uh, just yeah, the, the game where they play each other every year. Oh, you annually. mean just after just, the fact? I thought you meant uh, you know, no, no, nah. neither one of us. No, no. I mean, hopefully nobody from UTEP ever listens gotcha. to this, but um, yeah, that program is not what it was when I was there, and same with New Mexico State, so it's not too exciting unless you're there live. <laughs> well, your experiences, you, you you met your wife out there, and, and that's, a, that's a wonderful thing to hear, and yeah, you're, you're blessed with a with a wonderful son now, and, and and I'm very happy for you both. I had the privilege of being at your guys' yeah. wedding, and it was, that was it a was. fun time. We happy to have you there, and you know, it's... Time's gone, man. It's gone by fast. But, you know, when you get to sit back and talk with one of your buddies about some 
some stuff that happened back in the day and some good times. It's it's always fun. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, so at UTEP, you you went there as a – did you know that you were going to kind of get make the switch to defense? Did they let you know that, or did you – was that by request? How did you end up uh, playing on defense rather than Ooh, offense? Kind of putting me out there right now, Matt. But so anyway, what happened um, – so <laughs> between my – the end of my senior season and leaving for college, I had a couple delays, and I didn't get to go as quick as I wanted to. Um, so, um, had some stuff with the NCAA clearinghouse, had to get cleared up and just some issues. So, um, I actually sat at home for, I think I want to say from the day I graduated until camp was over, which was right right before the start of the season. So like, you know, late, late July, early August, I, um, I got out there right when the guys got back from camp, I was the last, um, freshman to arrive and, um, you know, from just sitting around and not being as active as I have been my whole life and not really understanding what I was about to get myself into, I wasn't working out the way you, you would expect. So uh, put on a few pounds, you know, just kind of, you know, being stupid, <laughs> put on about uh, 15 pounds. <laughs> and I got to UTEP and they're like, hey, man, you, you gained a little weight. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like fat and out of shape or lazy or anything. I just was bigger than they expected. They're like, you know, we're going to we're going to try you a defense and see how that goes. And it was all she wrote from there. But um, had the opportunity later in my uh, career to um, play the position I, you know, originally assumed I would play, which was fullback and was the only person on our team that played uh, both ways. So I was playing linebacker and fullback for uh, my junior and senior year. Wow. That's uh, that that's cool. You know who says you can't do it at that level of uh, playing both ways? That's that's a really great story, man. I just I remember seeing you on on TV and you were playing yeah. Texas, the Texas yeah. Longhorn, <laughs> and you were. I know how I know how big you were because I played with you, and then to see you on TV up against a Texas Longhorn offensive lineman. I'm yeah. Like, oh my, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, <laughs> man. Um, you know the saying, uh, everything's bigger in Texas. I think that's Austin. I think that's what they're talking about because. Those were some big boys, but it was fun, man. That's that's a game that I like to look back on and just like if I have an opportunity to watch one of my old college games, I like looking at that one, man, because it it was a good game. It was at home. We were in the Sun Bowl, sold out crowd. Um, you know, UTEP had the biggest um, stadium in the Conference USA, so I think it held like something where fifty five thousand ish. Um, so, man, playing going wow. from you know. I don't know what we had at Rio Hondo, maybe 300, 400 on a, you know, a, a big game to 55,000 was, wow. It was everything that, you know, <laughs> you dream of, you know, when you want to play, when you decide you want to do something at that level, that's the game that you're, you're dreaming of. And then we went out to um, University of Ooh. Texas the next year. We went out there and played away and that was a different situation. It was probably about a hundred thousand people, but <laughs> That was a different story. We can, we'll save that one for another day. <laughs> oh, for sure. Who were who were the Texas quarterback uh, quarterbacks you were chasing around uh, in those days? Yeah, Colt McCoy. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and he was uh, he was he was a special guy. You know, Colt McCoy. I don't know if you guys remember like guys like Jordan Shipley, um, wide receiver, mm-hmm. Quan Cosby. Yeah, those guys. So we played against the. You know, there weren't some Ricky Dink UT team and, and rebuilding year. They were, they were the UT with Mac Brown coaching. So it was, it was awesome. It was a great atmosphere. Yeah. Oh man. 
That's so cool. And, and Landon, were you fortunate enough to play in a couple bowl games or any bowl games while you were no. there? The only bowl game I attended was my redshirt season. We went to the GMAC Bowl. Um, that was in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. That was um, – so it was my redshirt year. They just took the freshmen. They took the whole team. Great experience, though, man. I, I'm so disappointed that we never got to go and actually play in a game with my class. But, um, man, those bowl games are – and that was a small, you know, compared to the other ones. That, that was, a, you know, a lower, a lower um, ranked game. Mm-hmm. And but um, man, it's 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 a great atmosphere. It was it was a fun time. I can only speak from high school experience, Landon. Uh, but I'm assuming it's got to be similar, where you, you play with guys, you have teammates in in high school. And you still you're, you stay in touch with them later in life. And I mean, you, you then go to college and you're playing with uh, you probably played with a couple hundred guys. I mean, are the relationships the same from your college playing days where you, you there was maybe a handful of guys that that you really uh, stayed close with and became oh, great friends with? You know, um, I don't even know if it's the sports that bring you together. I don't know. if it, I don't know what it is, but. Actually, I take that back. I, I believe it is the sport. You know, school and all that, you have guys, your friends forever. But there's nothing like standing next to a guy on a field with one common goal. You know what I mean? And just, you know, you learn about them. You know what they need from you. You know what you need from them. And then it just transfers off the field so seamlessly that you create a brotherhood. You know, that's really what people talk about when they talk about football. It's it's a brotherhood. And um, I can say that, you know, my best friend, um, to this day, um, from college is Damon Kamari Smith. He, we played together at UTEP. He went on to play for the Steelers and the Redskins, but, uh, just our relationship. I mean, he's the godfather to my son, him and his wife. Um, they, and we see each other frequently, you know, we're, we talk frequently. So just, um, you know, it's not just the guys from high school. It's anytime you get on a field with somebody, like I said, with that common goal and, you know, that determination and you're in the trenches with them and practicing and all that you you really build bonds and you really start to see people for who they really are amen man and and you know what i know that a lot of people who weren't fortunate to play at the next level like you did we were all cheering for you we were all living through you in, in a sense uh, just seeing one of our buddies advance and we were all proud of you and we still are and not just for football for so many of the things you've done in your career path and your family. I mean, it's, it's really fun catching up with you uh, here. Yeah, during man, this absolutely. Time. This is, you know, this isn't the only time we, you and I talk, you know, we try to, we try to all get together, you know, those guys from high school, we're all still a really mm-hmm. good group of friends. So it's, yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's amazing. And I feel the same way about you guys. You know, I, I love to see my boys doing good. I love to see them, you know, making moves in life and, you know, we can get together and kind of hang out and talk about it and then <laughs> reminisce a little bit about, you know, things that we, were, we might not want to talk about on the radio. Maybe guys got hit a little too hard or something, but hey, or sorry, not the radio, but podcast, but you know what I'm saying? You know, we'll save those, those fun conversations for a different day. But um, but yeah, man, it's, it's oh, yeah. great when you can keep those relationships alive. Uh, absolutely. And, and I want to finish our, our interview here with uh, what I think is a rather funny story, but uh, I, I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't warn you about this, so uh, you're just going to have to roll with it. Um, we, anytime Landon and I are around each other, I mean, he, he makes fun of me. <laughs> I make fun of him, just like any any uh, relationship with your buddies, you know, and, and it's not just me. It's other Absolutely. guys, too. But it, this was after Landon had, had played, I think. I think your playing career was done. 
And I want to ask this question off the bat, Land. Are you are you I a am. Dodger fan? I am. Okay. Okay. Well, now that we have that uh, squared away, we're going to move along <laughs> with the story. So, Landon and me and a couple other buddies, we were, uh, you know, going out in Pasadena. We were hanging out one time. We parked <laughs> kind of far away because parking uh, is expensive. And uh, we were heading out to get some dinner and other things. And, and my good buddy Landon here, uh, at the time, it was the Texas Rangers and the San Francisco Giants were playing each other in the World Series. And my buddy Landon here, who I thought was Mr. <laughs> L.A. guy, and he's wearing Giants hat, and this angered me so much all night. I'm like, "What are you wearing a Giants hat for?" He's like, "Man, uh, dude, when you're from Texas, you get tired of all those Texas people, or when you you know live in Texas like I have." He says, "I'm like Landon. It's the San Francisco Giants. It's the Giants. Like I may not be a a huge Dodger fan anymore, but uh, I can still hate a team." (laughs) You know, I was like, "How are you wearing?" We were out. I don't know hours and all night i'm just shaking my head landon you're wearing a giant's hat so i i will let you uh continue the story if you like and if not oh no, you I, go I ahead finish you it go ahead you, finish you remember and i will defend myself after um, defend yourself okay so we we're out uh you know having a good time and i get a little worked up and we're walking back to the car and we are standing we're walking on the sidewalk uh right above the 110 freeway and we're still arguing and he's telling you know Landon could probably kill me anytime he wants because he's a, he's a big guy, but you know I'm running my mouth. I'm like, how can you wear that? That's so stupid. So I don't know if it was liquid courage or what, but I ripped the hat <laughs> off your head and I said you shouldn't wear this and no one should wear this. And I threw it over <laughs> over the overpass and it went down onto the 110 <laughs> freeway. And I didn't have plans after that. I was just like, I'm gonna do this. I ripped the hat off your head and I threw it on the freeway and uh, that was as far as I got. And then <laughs> I'll let you uh, now. T- so, yeah, you know, um, you know, everyone makes mistakes, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, um, when I was in college, you know, I when I left California, I mean, you know, full transparency, I was not the biggest sports fan. I didn't. I'm still to this day. I'm not the guy who's going to sit around and watch you know, the Dodgers play every night. I'm not the guy who's going to sit and watch mm-hmm. every single Lakers game. You know, I'll, I watch them. I support. I love my teams. You know, I'm happy. But um, so multiply that times 10 coming out of high school. And, you know, I was the guy who just liked to argue with people. I didn't really care, you know, whatever. But when I got to Texas, um, I was always wearing like I was a big hat guy. I still am to this day. You know, I buy hats in every single color I can possibly find because I you pretty much will never catch me without a hat on unless I'm at work. So um, I got kind of confronted by some of the linebackers, like these big linebacker dudes that were seniors in college. And they were like, man, what are you doing? You're from California. What are you doing with a Texas hat on? What are you doing with a, a Blue Jays hat on? Like, whatever hat on. So they kind of just got me to the point where they were like, look, you're not allowed, like, you don't wear any other hats but California hats. So I'm like, okay, like, that's like what we're supposed to do. That's what I'll do. Like, whatever. I'm some little stupid freshman. So I only started buying California hats. And, you know, being a Dodgers fan, I just, you know, Dodgers only had blue. I needed an orange hat. I needed a red hat. I needed. <laughs> so, um, me being, you know, coming home to L.A. and really finding out, you know, uh, I probably shouldn't be wearing this this Giants hat right now during the World Series when they're actually playing and the uh, Dodgers are at home. So, <laughs> so Matt taught me a lesson that night. Uh, I wasn't as, you know, I wasn't as comfortable with it as I am now then. Um, mine and Matt's relationship didn't, you know, wasn't as smooth <laughs> for a while. But no, but no. Um, 
I, I really thought <laughs> it's a physical heart. I, I really upset, thought but, uh, you know, I was like, anybody oh, who God. knows Matt knows you're the most passionate person you're ever going to find. So, you know, I kind of had to just take it for what it was and relax who, who I was dealing with at the time. <laughs> but no, man, I honestly, I appreciate it. Now to this day, you'll never catch me with anything but an LA team on, except for the Chargers. Who are those guys? Like, what a boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sandy, whatever they Carson, you know, right? landing it. Great to have <laughs> oh, a Rams man. fan. You, Carson. that's one thing I can say growing up. You How knew great that is I was that? a Rams fan. I was a huge Marshall Fogg fan. So seeing them come back to LA mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it was, yeah. it was the day for me, man. It was amazing. I can't wait to catch a game in SoFi. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. Wonderful. I'm so happy to, yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Man. Let's do it. Come I'd out. I'd love to. I'd love game. to. That'd be great. Unfortunately, Fortunately, I don't know many Rams fans, even though we're here in Los Angeles. So it's a whole nother podcast. Next one you're on, we'll talk about that. I, I apologize for the hat. And if anyone ran that thing over on the 110 freeway, you know what? Hey, uh, sorry to, to <laughs> make you swerve or anything. But uh, that, that was a fun memory. And every time yeah, definitely. Definitely. It comes up. That, was a, that was a good night, man. But definitely remembering it for the wrong reasons. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no kidding. Well, well, Landon, thank you so much for being here. Please give my best to uh, to Jasmine and, and and your mom if you if you talk to her soon. And um, yeah, it's it's great to see you as, as a dad. I mean, that's just got to yeah, be man, exciting it's, time it's, for it's you. One of the biggest blessings I've ever, you know, the biggest blessing besides getting married, man. Having a kid is is right there. Yeah. So uh, I know you and Val are uh, getting some some years in now, man. Let me know when I need to plan a trip. I'll be there. <laughs> 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 you're not the first person to say this so uh yeah well well hey we'll see hey, man see what happens. Uh, it's a good sign it means people, <laughs> we'll it means people like but my best to yeah, everyone give, best, give my best to her as well <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do brother and uh have a good one all right buddy we will talk to you soon your time and uh you know stay safe out there Big thank you to Landon Goodwill for joining us today and kicking our show off on a Monday morning. Another thank you to him for not throwing me on the freeway that night in Pasadena after I threw his San Francisco Giants hat on the freeway. Uh, I did not regret it at the time, but uh, you know, if it, things had gone another way, then uh, maybe I would have. So Landon, I'm, I'm glad we can laugh about it now and uh, shared some, some fun memories and stories on the show today. It was a lot of fun to hear that you're doing so well and couldn't be more proud of the work you're doing for uh, kids in the Phoenix area. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we have Chris Alba on the show. He is a public address announcer for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes and Cal State Fullerton baseball teams. You will definitely recognize his voice if you've attended those sporting events in the past. He has some experience also working with the Raiders, the Clippers, the Dodgers, and the Angels. So he'll tell us all about those experiences tomorrow. Wednesday can only mean one thing, and that's Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Looking forward to that show. Thursday, we'll have Jason Hike, a former football official at the college level. And Friday, we have Christopher Gonzalez, a former minor league baseball umpire, my old partner in the Cal League, and a current college baseball umpire. So that's our lineup for the week. Looking forward to having you step in and stay a while on the Get Home Safe podcast. I thank you to all those listeners who have tuned in through Facebook or Twitter and and Instagram is following us there. We continue to grow, and that's a tribute to all of you on the podcast. 
That'll wrap up our show today. We look forward to tomorrow morning with Chris. We'll be here every day, Monday to Friday morning, on the Get Home Safe podcast. Guys, whatever you are doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.